Thanks so much to the sponsor of today's episode, Hatch. In 2022, Hatch is asking you to think about what your dream tomorrow looks like. For me, it's having the financial freedom to make decisions aligned with how I want to live my life. Everyone's dream tomorrow is going to look different. Whether you want to buy your first home or take an epic long holiday, achieving your big goals can start by taking a single step today. That's why I started investing with Hatch to help me get to my tomorrow goal. If you're working towards your own big goal but are unsure where to start, why not try Hatch's Getting Started course? This is a free online course that helps you learn more about investing in just 10 minutes a day. Hatch is passionate about helping Kiwis to get their money working harder. The course is very helpful, jargon-free, and can help give you the confidence to take your first steps with investing. See the link in my bio if you would like to register. Thank you so much to Hatch for supporting the podcast. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora lovelies, welcome back to the One Up Project podcast for 2022. Let's fucking go. I am so excited. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting this podcast by listening. And if you're new here, then welcome. I'm so excited to get the ball rolling on the content for this year. If you could see my face right now, I'm literally smiling from ear to ear because I haven't sat down and recorded a podcast in so long. Honestly, you have no idea how many cliche, like, you know, YouTuber cliches I can relate to now when they sit there and they're like, I'm nervous. I haven't filmed a vlog in so long. Like That's me with the podcast. So this, this episode is going to be one of three at this stage, kind of year in review episodes. And I'm going to break the money one into two and then do a personal development one. And I don't want to spend too much time going over the admin, but just letting you know, if you're listening to this one, then the other two will be coming out very soon. And I am a massive believer that you can reset your life at any time. Like it doesn't need to be at the start of the year. It doesn't need to be on a Monday. You can reset your life or reset your intentions or reset your habits at any second at any minute. Um, I never start new things on a Monday anymore because I fail way more than if I was to start midweek. And so I just I just decide to start. I never like say on Monday, I'm going to change things. But I do think that the new year is such a great opportunity to reflect and reset goals or progress, even if you're already on a good path. And I just like using it as a, I feel like I've shed whatever happened in the previous year and we're moving on. And saying that though, I had an amazing 2021, like has to be up there with one of the top years of my life, I'd say. Um, So that's good. It just keeps getting better, which is amazing. So I'm going to kind of go over generally all the money learnings in this episode just like overall and budgeting and debt and then I'm going to do a separate one for investing because I've got a lot to say on that. So let's chat 2021 Sarah and money overall. If I could label it with one word it would probably be lazy. 
Like I didn't plan much outside of my usual routine of automatic payments and I didn't have any massive goals. Like I just sort of had intentions and for me, I found that, you know, I could make a goal to have to put this much into my investing portfolio or to have this much here. But the thing is, I know I was going to hit that because unless something came up, why wouldn't I? If I was putting an automatic payment into my portfolio each week, you know, I knew I was going to hit that unless other things came up. So now I've kind of shifted my mindset on goals completely in the sense that now I'm progress over milestones and I really want to have set intentions on what I'm doing and being 1% better every day and always trying to level up from where I was yesterday instead of having like these set rigid goals that I'm working towards with kind of no clear plan I just know that that's the that's the direction I'm, I'm heading in so that's kind of how I'm, I'm wanting to shift things but anyway yeah wouldn't say I necessarily challenged myself um, but I've been so happy just saving the minimum amount and not really being strategic with my goals and aligning them to my why which is something I wanted to get really clear on this year. Something I often talk about is how it's really important to have your why for anything in life. Read Start With Why by Simon Sinek if you want to know more about that. It's just oh, a favorite book ever. But anyway, I always go on about having a why and I, to be honest, didn't really have one for my money situation. I didn't really have, or at least it wasn't identified, you know, like I could say, I want money for this reason, but it wasn't like this is the overall purpose as to why I care about investing or growing wealth at all. And so I wanted to nail that down a little bit just for me personally in my head. And it's actually quite hard to nail down, but what I've now decided it is, (laughs) which it's always been this, but kind of a bit more specific, is that I want to have the freedom to be completely flexible with the way I live and align my lifestyle with what will make me the happiest version of myself. And so overall financial freedom, which I'm sure is a lot of people's whys, but as I'm going to talk about in a second, you have to fully connect with that why for it to be any kind of motivating. Because you could say, you know, your why could be, I want to be rich and have a nice car and be able to travel around the world. And for some people, that's not going to be very very motivating. But the important thing is, for you, will it be motivating? And so for me, financial freedom and kind of having the flexibility to live life in the way I want to is a collection of little moments that I think of in my head. There are specific little moments in time that I really want to experience and that connect me to that why. Uh, So for example, one of them is being able to to just randomly buy something for someone I care about. Like say I'm out with a friend shopping and they are... like say we're in Deadly Ponies or something, and they're like, oh my god, I love this Deadly Ponies bag. I just want to be like, actually, you know what? I'll buy that for them and then randomly surprise them with it one day. Or do just little unexpected things to treat people I care about. And, you know, this is beyond treating them well just in terms of being a good friend and stuff. This is obviously beyond that. But what I can use my money to do in terms of surprising people. Um... And the thing is, as I was saying with the why, you have to be able to connect with it. And little moments like that, like imagining that in my head and kind of playing that scenario out in my head makes me really happy. And, you know, it's not much in the scheme of things, buying someone a gift, but 
having the flexibility to do that and to treat the people who have supported me and gotten me to where I want to be is something that I think is really important. And so these are the little moments that, you know, when you're about to buy an extra round of drinks or you're about to spend money on something that you don't really want to, those are the things that you think about and keep you consistent and remain strong in in following your goals. If you think about most young people's mindset when it comes to saving for retirement, obviously it's hardly relatable because retirement is a so long way. Like the thought of, you know, even having to consider retirement in your everyday budget, it's just like, it just makes no sense. It's not relatable. It's not fun. And you feel like you have so much time, which you do. Um, but the earlier, you know, you can start working towards these goals, the kind of more benefit you'll have in the long term. But it's not relatable. And it's the same thing with having a why. You need to make it relatable to your life and to what you care about in order for it to have any kind of impact on your present day actions and to make kind of delayed gratification seem worth it. So before you do anything this year, make any goals, I want you to have a think about why you give a shit about doing this at all because doing it because you think it's a good thing to do and savings a good thing to do and it's what you should do isn't a good enough reason because it's doesn't mean anything and it's not actually going to get you any real results it's and it's not going to feel nice you're not going to feel empowered or in control of your situation and, and that's what kind of changing these mindsets around money and and making these topics more fun is all about it's about making this interesting and empowering for someone so that they can really take a hold of their situation and change it and make it suit them moving on from that I am doing a low buy year this year I decided this just randomly and I feel like when I decide to do something I just do it so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a low buy year this year. And if you don't know what a low buy year is, it's essentially a year where you don't buy as much stuff as you usually would. And you have kind of guidelines or rules around that for yourself to to follow or intentions, I suppose. And I'm going to do a full episode dedicated to this at some point, but I, I will mention it here because it is a part of my general, you know, money goals. Again, with something like this, really important to nail down why you're doing it. If you are addicted to cigarettes and you decide that you're going to stop smoking because it's what you should do, that you're not going to stop smoking, in my opinion. I feel with any kind of addiction or, I mean, God, we're getting a bit serious here. I don't don't know much about full-on addictions, but let's just say you know, you're, you're doing something that isn't good for you overall. If you're trying to cut that out of your life because you think that that's the right thing to do and you should do it based on what everyone else has always said, it's not going to be motivating. You have to do it for you and you have to have a really strong connection to why that is. So same with the low buy year. What is my why around this? So I really want to challenge myself to detach from my connection to keeping up, in air quotes, keeping up with the Joneses and again challenge myself to build like capsule belongings in my life so you may have heard of a capsule wardrobe like Cassia Stanisich on Instagram obsessed with her capsule wardrobe videos but it's basically like you know you have a collection of clothing items that provide you with enough enough options for every occasion and and kind of just like really good basics 
to keep your wardrobe somewhat minimal but still stylish and you know something that you enjoy and so I want to be able to do that with my life is like have capsule belongings and not buy all this crap and just have it all there and I feel like I've slowly kind of become definitely not a minimalist by any means but I've slowly become a little bit more minimal in the way I live just generally over the years like I tend to clear things out a lot more often than I used to etc and so I want to just continue that and make it kind of ramp it up quite a bit more I wouldn't say I fully fall into the trap of FOMO and you know buying heaps of clothes and stuff but I definitely do feel like if I don't do that then I'm getting left behind or you know I'm not enough or what I have isn't enough etc etc and I just want to challenge myself to drop that mindset completely because I I just don't think it's benefiting me in any way. So working through that I think will be an interesting journey to share too because it's something I know that so many of you also struggle with or at least, you know, battle in your own mind. I also want to have a lot more focus on spending money on memories and experiences. So, you know, if I'm going to get takeaways, if I'm going to buy a meal out, make it like a dinner out with friends or something. Don't make it ordering Uber Eats because I have grown a sad obsession with Uber Eats and it's so bad but I keep justifying it by saying my time is so much more worth it than like the money I'd save by either cooking at this point or going out and buying something which uh, yeah I don't know it is what it is but I need to cut down on the whole Uber Eats and I want to make you know more of an experience out of the things I'm doing and out of the meals so in my kind of rules or guidelines that I'll go into next, it's not that I necessarily want to cut out some of these things. I more just want to change the way that I approach it, which will also help in the long term. So my kind of general rules or guidelines around this is that I can't buy more. Well, that's a restrictive mindset straight away, which I don't really want to have towards this. But I can have two new clothing items per month and no more than that. Two new clothing items per month. This is going to force me to one, put some consideration into what I'm buying first of all and weigh up if it's what I need because I, I want to start, instead of just you know seeing something I like online and then being like, oh, I would want that. Think about what do I actually need in my wardrobe? Like, Do I actually need that dress or do I just want that dress? Like, Do I need a new dress? Because sometimes I will need one, but oftentimes I won't. So thinking about those things. So two new clothing items per month. The next one is a one out, one in, one in, one out rule with everything. So if I'm bringing something into my space, into my capsule belongings, I need to release something from my capsule belongings as well. If I buy a clothing item, a clothing item needs to go. If I buy a skincare option, another beauty product needs to go. If I buy anything for anything, something else has to go. And then the third guideline, I'm going to keep these quite simple, you know, I don't want to stretch myself too far, I've never done this before, I want to keep it realistic, something that I'm pretty sure I'll be able to achieve but is still somewhat of a challenge. So the last one is one takeaway meal per week, but dinners out or experiences involving food don't count. Again, this is going to motivate me to think, do I need that takeaway meal or could I make something? you know, and it's also going to motivate me to think, can I use this as an opportunity to catch up with someone I haven't caught up with for a while or experience something new? And 
just, you know, be a bit more intentional with the way I'm living my life, essentially. And so surrounding these guidelines, I need to have kind of precautions or things that I'm putting in place to support me. Now, a lot of the way I'm doing this is based off the book Atomic Habits, which I'm not finished yet, but holy shit, I can already tell this thing is going to change the way I do things. And it's not just because the book is so accessible and so easy to read and has makes some really good points. It's also because I've been very actively like involved with this book, like engaged with this book. I've been writing notes, I've been writing out, I've been doing the exercises and activities they talk about, I've been applying it to different areas of my life, I've been talking to people about it. I've really been engaging with this book, which I don't often do. And I feel like when you're reading a personal development book, you to get the most out of it, you kind of really need to do that sometimes. Um, you just need to be engaged with it. And I feel like I've really engaged with this book. And I'm going to do a full episode on how this has changed the way I'm approaching habits and goals and progress. But until then just saying that some of these things are inspired by what is spoken about in that book. So I need to put precautions around to make these to support me in doing these things or having these habits and goals so one of the things I've written down is delete Uber Eats but I don't think I'm going to do that just because (laughs) trust me guys I I am serious but the reason I'm not going to delete it is because I'm still going to need it at some point but I do think that out of sight out of mind rule for the other things I'm going to talk about is very is is important so unfollowing all brands off my social media so this is my personal instagram that i would follow like clothing brands on unfollow every single brand um you could mute this if you had like friends brands and stuff on there but i just i'm kind of a bit cold turkey vibes like that and also unsubscribe from mailing lists that i read obviously there's a lot that i'd never click into but there's some that i always do because i'm that sucker that still gets pulled in by the um, preview text. And it's stupid because I do this stuff at work. And I know. I know the tactics. But I st- I'm just such a gullible person. And I know that. But I just continue to be this gullible person. So anyway, unsubscribing from mailing lists that I click into. And overall going on a journey to learning to be content with, with what I have. Also, just a thought not watching or maybe I'm following TikTokers who do hauls because I was so obsessed with haul TikTokers the second half of 2021 like oh my god and the vloggers so entertaining so yeah maybe getting rid of those too and this isn't you know obviously this is not personal this is just setting your environment up to support your goals um I would expect people to do the same thing if they found to me if they found any of my content you know hindering their personal goals or a way they felt or whatever so yeah and then like I said going on a journey to being more content with what I have and kind of going deeper like why am I not content why do I feel the need to to buy things that I don't need or that really don't provide anything in my life why is that and I think just the admin of having to question why I'm doing something is going to put me off doing it in the first place because I'm not going to be bothered going into this deep yarn with myself but I feel that that's something I really want to do too. And just, again, continue to get to know myself as much as possible because so far that has paid off for me a lot. And so I think that it's just a positive thing to keep doing in every area of my life. Like I said, we'll go into that a bit more in a separate episode. The next one just surrounding budgeting, that emergency fund is going up. So I want to have three months of my pay in there. People, 
it kind of depends how conservative you are, but most of the people I've spoken to on the podcast say that it's good to have between one and three months worth of your paycheck in your emergency fund. I want to have three months just to have it there. So I'm going to work towards that. And the good thing is with an emergency fund, right, is once you've saved the amount, you no longer have to contribute to it. So the money that you were putting in the emergency account, you can put somewhere else until, of course, you use that money and then you need to build it back up again. Um, but I think it's a it's a good thing to work on because once you've hit that milestone, you can then put the money you were putting into your emergency account into your investing portfolio or using it for something else. So that's my, I guess, goal, which I can definitely do through you know, setting up an automatic payment. Um, but also, of course, you know, it can't help if emergencies come up throughout the year. So working on that as well. I'm being a bit more planned out with things that I will have to pay for, like, you know, car, Warren and Rego or dentist appointments and rem- reminding myself of things like that. And a good app for that is Get Reminded, who sponsored me a couple of months ago and you can put all of your reminders in there and it sends you notifications when you have things coming up annually, etc, etc. So this means that my contribution to my emergency account needs to go up by about $100 a fortnight, um, which isn't realistic, it isn't unrealistic, but it definitely still will be a challenge. I'm planning on saving quite a significant portion of my paycheck, paycheck this year. And I actually have two emergency accounts because I loosely follow the Barefoot Investor method of setting up my bank accounts. So it will be broken into those two. And I think I might kind of reallocate how I use the other one. And I guess to give you also maybe some clarity over how I set my bank account up, because a lot of people tend to ask me that question and by no means would this be the right answer. Again, it needs to work in with your lifestyle. But mine's broken up like this. And I really want to give you guys full transparency this year over literally everything because why not? I really like this is something I genuinely couldn't care less about talking about. Uh, So I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've actually got six different accounts, but one of them is for the one up project. So we'll take that away. Five different accounts. I've got like a daily expenses account, a short term splurge account, a long term splurge account and two emergency funds. But I think I'm going to switch one of the emergency funds to be like a longer term spending account for like travel and stuff like that because I def- I never touch those two whereas I tend to touch the two splurge accounts. It's just a mental thing. So being able to assign different, I guess, like meanings to each account will just help me to spread it out. So I've got five different accounts. I don't split my expenses out. In accounts, but I know a lot of people do that as well, like a rent account, a food account, etc., a Christmas account. I think it's a really good idea to just feel a bit more organized. I just hate having a million different accounts. So yeah, that's how I I split it out, and that's always worked really well for me. And I only have cards connected to the two spending accounts which is obviously really good as well. So then I can't take any money out of it. And one of them is a high interest earning account, well it was when interest rates were high, but I get penalized if I take money out of it too much, like not a lot, but a little bit. So that also motivates me not to take money out. Another good tip is giving your money to someone else to take care of, like a parent or a sibling, um, if you can't be trusted to do it on your own. And honestly, there's no shame in doing that. Like if you have to do that, I think it's proactive and pretty amazing of you to even go ahead and ask someone to help you out with that. So definitely do that if you need as well. Also, another thing to add potentially about the way I 
set up my savings is that I don't really have, apart from my emergency account, any savings in cash. So my emergency account, and this is the reason why I want to have three months of it, is the only kind of cash build up I have. Um, otherwise, all the rest of my money is invested either, you know, well, through KiwiSaver for my paycheck or in my investing portfolio. And I dumped all of my savings into there when I first started investing. And I think that that's the best way to have it. And then my investments are just based on what I'm using it for or what I hope to use it for in future. Let's talk about debt. Let's talk about debt. So the only debt I have currently is a student loan, which I used to be very conscious of having. I generally just don't like debt at all, like being in any kind of debt, indebted to someone else or in debt in general, I don't like. Um, So that's why I got rid of Afterpay, etc. Never had a credit card, never had an overdraft. It just makes me feel so restricted and like I can't get ahead I don't know I think that's a mental thing too and I used to feel like that about a student loan um and so I wanted to pay it off as fast as I can but now I've sort of come to terms with the fact that it's interest free and I would rather put my money into my investing portfolio instead of paying off debt which I know I'll be able to pay down faster in future anyway but the only thing I worry about is the fact that I'm really want to live overseas some point soon and when I say soon I mean at least within the next like one to five years (laughs) one to three one as soon as possible would be great but I definitely want to move overseas and so obviously there's an interest that you have to think about with your student loan when it comes to that currently have 23 grand left to pay on that so I've only paid 7k off since I left uni which was two years ago which really isn't that good but that's just from my pays I was contributing to it but that was when I realized, actually, no, I'd rather be putting this money in my investing portfolio. So, yeah, I've got 23 grand in there. I'm not too worried about upping my contributions to pay that off at this stage, um, which I think might be a little bit, you know, I'm just kind of avoiding having to deal with that. But that's how I feel at this point. I'd still rather put all of my money into my investing portfolio. So, yeah, and I've also come to terms with what that degree has given to me, although extremely overpriced in my opinion, and yeah, I mean, do I think it was worth it? Yes, no, we can have a debate about this later, but I am now very at peace with what that degree has given me and the life that has led me on and what it has taught me and the fact that I know what I studied and how I then got a job after that has led to where I am now, which is probably one of the happiest places I've ever been. So, you know, I'm justifying the debt like that (laughs) wouldn't say I'm any closer to putting a deposit on a first home in all honesty if I was with someone else could definitely scrape that together um but uh, I don't know I I don't know how I feel about getting on the property ladder right I know that's a stupid thing to say or some people might think that's a stupid thing to say but and I don't think I can get into it right now, but there's just so many things that come with home ownership that I don't know if I can be bothered dealing with at this point. Like I'd almost rather just keep investing. So that's how I feel currently. And being a single person, yeah, couldn't do it on my own anyway. So I'm I'm not any closer to that and I'm totally all good with that. I find that I'm not 
super stressed out when I see, you know, another Herald article about the next 22-year-old that saved 100K by the time they were 22, obviously. It doesn't worry me because I think that's incredibly amazing that that person has done that. But every decision I've made, I've made because I wanted to at the time and I don't have any regrets about that. I just hope to be better than the person I was yesterday. And if I'm continuously doing that, I can always be happy and content with where I'm at and the person I am because I'm always striving to be better than I was. So what more could you possibly ask for out of yourself? Give yourself a break if you two are not any closer to getting on the property ladder. I am right there with you. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. And then when it comes to just generally overall summing it all up, I could be pushing myself a lot more in all honesty. And not even to the point where it would be really, really hard. Like I definitely just took a back seat on that in 2021 and I could be pushing myself a lot more and I want to I want to because I truly want to detach from this keeping up with the Joneses mentality and I want to figure out what actually is important to me when it comes to money like what are the things I actually prioritize obviously my nails will still be in there if you've been following me for a long time you know that I always justify getting my nails done I refuse to not have my nails done like it's it's so beyond important to me I think you know kind of extending on what I have been saying previously, a really positive reflection from all of this is that I don't feel bad about not pushing myself last year in the slightest because I still formed some incredible habits since starting this podcast that mean that I'm always contributing to savings, to my investing portfolio. Anyway, like I always have my minimum contributions that I make and I'm investing consistently I'm saving consistent consistently and you know that's like a really good that's like my base that's my foundation is that I'm already contributing it's more just about now let's optimize what I'm already doing this year for me this is the year of optimization like just let's keep on doing what you're doing but ramp it up a bit more challenge yourself a little bit more so yeah I think that really speaks to the positive relationship with money that I've built and sort of strong baseline habits that aren't restrictive that I've added into my life which is just as a result of surrounding myself with people aka like the podcast community who want to do the same thing and kind of just having a little bit of education you don't even need to know as many things as as I do really to make your money situation effective and also remembering that your money mindset and how you look at money and it is going to be an important part of this as as well so yeah that's that's everything honestly that's the review and that's the goal moving forward and if you have any thoughts on that opinions additions things you want to share with me please reach out on instagram at the one up project i love having a big dm big dmc with anyone about anything even if it's completely unrelated, just message me. I'm lonely, obviously. So just flick me a message anytime. Um, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode of this and then the personal develop- development one as well. I can't wait to keep sharing this journey, be completely transparent and honest with everything that's happening this year. And I just appreciate you so much. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.